Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six PM. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome in to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. The official podcast of your New Orleans Pelicans. A podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. It's time to flock up. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast, the official podcast of your New Orleans Pelicans, and we are feeling fantastic. Three straight wins now by the Pelicans to close out a five-game homestand with another victory, 112-83. They defeat the Nets, hold them to their lowest scoring output in, what, the first half, 50-something points. I don't know the particulars. That's why we have Jim Eikenhofer <laughs> from Pelicans.com because you put that in all of the, the, the daily and nightly articles Go ahead and give us some of the things that really stood out in the win last night. Yeah, the 85 points that they gave up was the fewest of the season. The previous was 87 against the Knicks. So for some reason, the the two teams from New York City have a tough time in the Smoothie King Center putting the ball in the basket. Um, I think some of the things, biggest takeaways that I had was you beat the Lakers two nights earlier. It's extremely exciting. Probably, for me, the most fun win of the season. It was just an entertaining game with Jose Alvarado running all over the place and just some of the plays that they made, the way that the Pelicans shot threes. And you think, you know, you're playing Brooklyn. They've struggled big time lately. They've only won two out of their last ten games, and those both of those wins were against Detroit. They don't, they're not really a star-studded team. Um, it's a Tuesday. It's a little bit less attractive game. So you wonder, you know, are the, is there going to be a little bit of a letdown? But instead of that, the Pelicans came out and were up 16-3 to right off the bat and really kind of left no doubt to me that they were going to win the game. They, they held Brooklyn to 28% field goal shooting in the first half. And also, the Nets only took two free throws in the first half. So to me, the intensity on defense was 
there for pretty much all 48 minutes. And I was just impressed by the way that they came out. The starters, you know, have had some games where they've struggled, but this game they were fantastic in the first five, six minutes of the game. And then you bring in the the backups and Jose and Najee and Larry Nance once again, you know, brought it and had uh, really productive games. So, I mean, the, the, the starting five and really the top eight, nine guys, I think, are really clicking right now. Jim, we talked about this going into it, and I, I think one of the things that's going to be fun when we bring in our special guest next segment, Madeline Adams from Fox 8, with a very special announcement that we're uh, super excited about here with the Pelicans to talk about. But one of the things that we're going to bring up with her, too, is you're, you're starting to see, I guess, certain things that, I don't know, giving me hints in covering other winning teams, other winning organizations, even one here in the building. There's a turning of, of the page, there, and it's what we've been talking about. I told you the last show that we were going to have, I was going to say, I want to see when this team becomes contenders. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different, right? I mean, I got you know Perkins out there saying, okay, he's a contender. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get in the playoffs first and see if we can do that. They're having a good season. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's what we remember, Jason Smith, who joined us a couple of weeks ago. You, you have to go through pain. You have to go through hardships. David Wesley said it as well. It's like in the NBA – you have to go through that pain. You have to go through those hardships. You, you can have exciting years and good years, but to be a contender, I, I think you have to go through the, you know, a crucible of, of sorts uh, in mm-hmm. certain things. And you lose those two games, and it, it, it didn't feel good. And you and I sat across here, and we looked at each other, and I said, you win the next three, it's going to be a lot easier to forget about those two. And here we are, the 3rd of January, and on this Wednesday, I kind of I have to go back and try to remember what that Memphis and Houston loss was because of the three wins. But in those three wins, what stood out to me, your two veterans, we talked about this the last podcast, they said, we're not losing those games. Larry Nance, first game back against Memphis, literally led by example, right? All over the floor. CJ McCollum in that Lakers game, five first quarter threes. That start meant everything. If they go down to the Lakers, they're Mm -hmm. trailing. Somebody's in foul trouble. The crowd is booing. LeBron's at the free throw line. It just, it would have felt different. You started hot from the get-go, led by your veteran. And then you go back to even last night, kind of the same thing. CJ, first quarter, first half was hot. Your vets led. You didn't ever get the sense and feel, Jim, the proverbial phrase, playing with your food that was a team you absolutely should have beat and there was never a doubt that you were going to lose that game and that's what I think is a that's a sign of growth that's a sign of growth yeah I think so I mean CJ especially in the home games it it, when you come out and set that tone of confidence I think that's big I think everybody in the arena was it was kind of like a party immediately last night after the first few minutes it was like you know the fact that the Pelicans played as well as they did. And honestly, that Brooklyn played so poorly. I never really got concerned last night. It just, it was another fun game, you know, maybe not the same as beating the Lakers and doing what Jose did to LeBron and some of the other stuff that happened in that game. But um, this was even more dominant as far as, you know, to win by 27 points and to be up 25 at halftime. I mean, we we know every team in the NBA has talent, so to be able to be up by that much at the break, I thought was was a great sign. And like you said, I mean, they closed the homestand three and two, and the first two of those wins they beat a Utah team that they had already lost twice to, and then obviously the Lakers, a team that was a forty four point loss in Las Vegas to them. So, um, 
I think you're seeing them bounce back, but I, I think even more tangibly, you're you're seeing a team that is just closer to full strength. And when they are, even though you know Trey Murphy's been out the last couple games, but we see when they're closer to a hundred percent, just the talent is so evident. The fact that they have um, a first string and a second string that's full of guys that can hurt mm-hmm. hurt the opposition has been pretty clear lately. I think the final thing that I want to touch on, especially with yesterday too as well, I said this in postgame. I, do you know there wasn't a starter over 16 points? Like yeah. Zion had 10. Mm-hmm. B.I. had 12. C.J. 16. Like, I'm not being disrespectful. Those are pedestrian numbers for those players, right? right? I mean, they right. used to have a 22, 26, mm-hmm. but that's the point. But then you look at this number, five assist Zion. Five assists, Brandon Ingram. Um, 12 rebounds by Jonas. Five assists from C.J. McCollum. So your big three all had five assists. So, I mean, that, that just, that's yeah. kind of going to show you. But that, that's what I mean. Like, that, this is different. This is a different team. I mean, normally if I had to walk to you and said, Zion has 12, B.I. 10, C.J. 16, you're probably going to tell me that was a battle to the death with a bad Brooklyn Nets team. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Yeah, I mean... It's funny because I had written about how those three guys averaged 71.5 points in the previous two games that were both wins. And then in this game, um, they they combined for 38. So, I mean, almost half of what they had done previously. But you know what? The Pelicans love it and the coaches love it because going into this back-to-back against Minnesota, for them to keep those minutes down, the fact that um, Zion played the most minutes of anyone at 25 minutes, 38 seconds, and nobody else – um, among the starters, Hawkins had 26 minutes. Um, that's great because I mean, there, there's no reason why they can't be, um, other than they got, I'm sure they got in very late to Minneapolis mm-hmm. this morning. There's no reason why they can't be, you know, ready to go because they, they all got to rest in the fourth quarter. And, and that was great that the fact that they were up, not only did they win the game by 27, but they were up 27 at the end of the third quarter as well. Yeah, we'll touch on that big game tonight coming up in our third segment against Minnesota and then also Western Conference Wednesday here as well. But you may have seen over the weekend, you may not have. It was New Year's Eve weekend, so obviously lots of people doing lots of things. But I don't know, um, th- there's a famous phrase in a movie, build it and they will come or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, and maybe they'll watch. I guess it's the kind of way I'll look at it. A partnership between great television and the New Orleans Pelicans will air free over the airwaves all over the Gulf South, Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana, all over Louisiana. Ten Pelicans games over the next four months, beginning on January 12th when they take on the Denver Nuggets. That's massive news. So that is when we go to our guest of the day. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. All right, Jim, time to welcome in a very special guest for a very special announcement on a very special day. First off, we're celebrating three wins in a row with the Pelicans. So that was fun in that opening segment. But now got some big news to bring in. So who better to usher that in? Then the uber-talented Madeline Adams from Fox 8. And Madeline Adams TV is the way to follow over on X or Twitter, whatever makes you comfortable. Of course, you can catch her on Fox 8, you know, covering LSU, Saints, and <clears throat> Pelicans. Hey, Madeline, how are you doing? I'm doing good, you guys. How are y'all doing this morning? Thank you so much for having me on. We're doing well, Madeline, and it's great to have you on. Um, As Gus referenced, I mean, the news on the court has been extremely positive very good lately with a lot of wins over the last month or so, but um, off the court, I mean, I think this is one of the best pieces of news and developments that's happened in the, to the Pelicans organization lately with the the deal with Fox eight, with 10 games coming on. Um, you know, I mentioned how it, it, it feels like the fan reaction from our end has been extremely receptive and positive and excited about this. Um, what, what's it been like for you guys as far as just over these last few days since I think Saturday was the announcement? What's it been like as far as the feedback that you guys have gotten? So we got the email on Saturday that this was happening, and that's when the, the news was officially released. And I can tell you the entire station was just buzzing with excitement um, because we truly know how important Pelicans basketball is to the city of New Orleans, to the state of Louisiana, and really the entire Gulf South region. There's so many fans across Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama um, and so we were just so excited with the news and we were just buzzing with excitement. And then when we released the announcement to see the fan reaction was just so incredible. We, I mean, got so many tweets, so many, you know, Facebook comments, you know, on every single post when we released the schedule and the announcement and everything about fans just so excited that they can watch it on Fox 8. And I think that was the most exciting thing for us, too, because obviously as a station, we are so pumped. Um, you know, and as a great company, great TV company, we're so excited to be doing this. Um, but just to see the fans reaction to and to see how excited they are that this uh, is finally happening for 10 games is, is just really exciting. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's going to be so much fun. Um, what a great slate of games, too, uh, that we have. So we are just so excited. And I think we just we were already like at level 10 and then it like raised several levels when we could see the excitement from the fans. So we are just so pumped for this, these next few months. Yeah. The agreement's pretty awesome over the next four months, not only with Fox eight, but great television. And I think what makes that so big too, is I, I know when I come in and you guys ask me to do stuff with you guys, they have a bank of monitors, Jim, that's almost <laughs> the size of the back wall. You know, there's mm. Paris and there's London and there's all kind of different cities across the country. So 
but specifically with the 10 stations that Gray's going to be in the Gulf South, look, we obviously know being in this building, it was important for the Saints several years ago to become a Gulf South and a regional team. I remember that clear as day from Tom Benson's mouth to yeah. the you know direction that this organization wanted to do. And to be able to have, what is it, Madeline, 7 million viewers be able to put their eyes on if they choose to, to watch Pelicans basketball is a massive thing. I mean, and and I do think, I mean, we're spoiled. We get to see them and you get to cover them, but there's going to be some people. I went to Hattiesburg at Southern Miss. They're going to get to see a Pels game, you know, I mean, all the way in North Louisiana, Mobile, uh, you, you're going to get a chance to see what Zion looks like, see Grand Theft Alvarado, all that stuff. That's exciting because that does help fan engagement. It just does. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the most exciting things, too, is the potential for fan growth for this franchise. Like you mentioned it, um, 10 times the amount of people will be able to watch Pelicans games uh, mm. because of the deal. Um, you know, and it extends, like I said, from Louisiana to Mississippi to Alabama. Uh, every great station in those states will be able to air the Pelicans games, um, which is going to be really, really just so cool. I mean, like you said, you know, the fact that people now can watch this, you know, these games for free, these 10 games for free, uh, maybe we'll bring in an audience that wasn't able to watch the Pelicans before. And so you're able to grow the fan base from people just like you mentioned, being able to watch this team play. And it's, you know, it's been an exciting time too for, you know, it's kind of like perfect timing for this deal because uh, the Pelicans have been playing some of their best basketball. And, you know, I, I remember at the Smoothie King Center, um, on Sunday night against the Lakers, like you mentioned it, Jose, you know, uh, with the GTAs twice on LeBron um, and just the way the Smoothie King Center exploded. I can only imagine like the more people that are able to kind of watch and fall in love with this team and become a fan of this team. So, yeah, just the amount of reach that um, the Pelicans will be able to kind of the potential growth of the fan base, because, you know, like you mentioned, seven million people within this reach for for great TV. So really excited about that to the potential to grow the fan base. Madeline, you mentioned, you know, you're also interested and excited about the specific schedule that you guys have. What do what you what are your thoughts on just um, kind of how many compelling matchups there are? We you, you talked about the game against the Lakers. That's one of the teams that's on there. But it seems like really from top to bottom, it's it's a bunch of games that people are going to be really interested in seeing. Yeah, not only were we excited about just the fact that we get to air ten games in our on our air, it's the 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 slate of games that we have. I mean, to start on January twelfth next Friday. Um, with the defending NBA champions is so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, that's always going to be a great game in Denver too as well. Um, and then you look at January 19th is against the Suns, have a couple games against the Suns. Those are just always yeah. exciting, interesting matchups between the Pelicans and the Suns. It's just kind of developed over the last couple of years that those matchups always bring um, such pure entertainment. So that's going to be fun too. Teams like the Knicks, the Pacers, 76ers, uh, the Heat, who are in the NBA Finals a year ago, so the, you know this past season, so that's going to be really exciting too. Um, Oklahoma City, who's one of the top teams in the Western Conference, really young core, who's exciting to watch as well. Um, and then Golden State, who's just and I know is a team that NBA fans all across the country like to watch as well. So the slate of games is really exciting too. Some big time matchups, and I think obviously as we get toward April April twelfth, that last game against the Warriors. These games are going to be meaningful games too. They're going to be entertaining, mm. but they're going to be meaningful games in the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I know we we talk about that all the time. Look, we we kind of saw a little bit of that last year with OKC that they had that young core and they were going to be an issue and Shea Gilgis Alexander and stuff. But 
you look up and down the Western Conference, they're all going to be tough and they're all good. But as you mentioned, marquee names, places that people, fans, maybe outside the area, like, oh, that's Jimmy Butler and all those others. So it it is going to be a good slate. I can't wait for it. You know, Madeline, you mentioned the Suns. I think intense is one of the ways I would describe those games against them as well, dating back to the playoffs, even though they've pretty much turned over their entire roster from that from the year that they went to the NBA Finals. But nonetheless, those games are, are ones that people and fans definitely circle. Um, you know, we talked about, and you also discussed, you know, the ways that this deal with Fox eight is beneficial towards the Pelicans in terms of the audience that is going to expand. But um, what do you think are some of the ways that it benefits Fox eight as far as, you know, maybe bringing in different viewers. I know for myself, a lot of times if I'm watching a game, like I watch, you know, the Sunday late NFL game and, It'll be I'm even more likely to watch the local news that comes on after it. So it just seems like um, what do you think are some of the ways that that this is going to benefit you guys specifically? Yeah, obviously, there's going to be even more eyes on Fox 8 as people tune in to watch the Pelicans. Um, so that's really a great opportunity for us. And, and I think, too, it just I give so much credit to great television, to Fox 8 for just the way that they invest in sports, um, especially in local TV. That's just so rare. Um, and so the way that this company, that Fox 8 and all the other great stations have really invested in sports um, is really important to me. And I know it's important to the audiences um, of those local TV markets. So, yeah, just to get more eyes on Fox 8 will be huge for us. Um, and, you know, we really want the New Orleans community, the Southeast Louisiana community to know how much we enjoy kind of putting this content out there, enjoy really investing in sports. Um, so that's going to be exciting too. And yeah, Jim, like you mentioned it, I mean, people tune in for, you know, a game and if, you know, if it's on our air, you know, the saints games are on our air a lot and, you know, people will stay tuned for the final play at night, you mm -hmm. know, on Sunday nights where we kind of cover everything going on in the sports world, not just saints, but Pels, LSU, Tulane, um, and all the other local sports. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to get more eyes on the station, which is a great opportunity for us. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the most important thing that, you know, our community and our, our audience knows that we want to invest in sports, local sports here too. I'm just curious as to who is going to bring up their driveway rec game more. Is it going to be Juan? <laughs> is he going to talk about how he used to hoop back in the day? Is Garland all of a sudden going to go from, you know, soccer extraordinaire to you don't want to see me shoot the open three? Is Fazan going to talk about backing people down in the box? I mean, Madeline, I don't know. I mean, you have a lot of experience covering, you know, LSU and, and you know, women's basketball. You were with them for the run. I, maybe you want the ball and go Caitlin Clark, you know, and shoot at the buzzer. So I, I'm curious as to who on the group has the best basketball game. Oh, you know what? I would never doubt any of them because they're all so athletic and competitive. If you've ever seen uh, one of the Saints flag football games, you know how competitive the Fox State crew <laughs> yes. is. Yeah. Um, but honestly, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt anybody. I used to play basketball, like well, you, you know, basketball, but you know, like pre junior high days, like elementary school, but you know, the height, everybody kind of always assumes I'm five ten. They assume. Yep. yep. That I five seven Madeline. <laughs> and I wish I would have stuck with it. Cause I'm like, man, maybe, yeah. maybe I've had a little bit of a basketball career. So um, I've been wanting, I've been asking if we could do like, you know, how we do like the Saints flag football game, if we could do we that. We used but, to like, have a media game. Yes. Will Guillory apparently is a master marksman. Yes. What I I know. Yeah. Excellent three-point shooter. Yes. Like I would love to have a Pell's media basketball game so we could figure that out for sure.
It's going to happen. We're going to make that sure happen for sure. But obviously, as Jim was saying, look, there's a lot of excitement about this coming up as the calendar year turns. An important stretch, an important start, I think, for the Pels here in this upcoming five-game road trip, much less the last game here on Friday before they go on that road trip against the Clippers. They're playing pretty much everybody above them and then a team right below them in Dallas twice. So I don't know. what What is it that you're excited to see as we turn the calendar and what you think the team has been like as we turn the calendar for me, it's simple. Can they go from being a competitor to a contender? That's a different thing for me. I think they can compete every night. Now what's that step to become a contender? I'm curious. Yeah, I think it's developing more consistency. And I think over the last 10 games, they're eight and two, which is really impressive. I know Willie green always kind of judges the team based on 10 game increments. So they're eight and two in their last 10 games. It's pretty consistent. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you think back to this time last year, um, this is kind of when everything started to change for the Pelicans. I know it was mentioned last night in the postgame presser as well uh, to head coach Willie Green that like January was kind of that um, month that kind of just the season kind of didn't turn out the way that the Pelicans thought it would. They were number one in the Western Conference in December and then January things started to change. Obviously, injuries played a huge part in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really interested. Like you mentioned, Gus, they play, I think four top six teams in the next five games, top six teams in the Western conference. So this, these, this next road game stretch, these next, you know, five, six games are really going to tell you a lot about the Pelicans, how much, you know, can, can they be consistent against all of these teams? Can they get wins in, you know, uh, Golden State in Sacramento against these, you know, top teams in the Western conference, obviously tomorrow night, one of the biggest games against the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, or actually tonight, I'm sorry, uh, losing track of days here. Tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, second night of a back-to-back, number one team in the Western Conference. Um, good thing for the Pels is they got to rest their starters a little bit more last night than they yeah. would on a normal game uh, with that huge lead that they had over the Brooklyn Nets. So that's going to be a positive for the Pelicans heading into tonight's game. But yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of going to be the stretch where Gus, like you mentioned it, we're going to find out, are they just, you know, competitive or are they a true contender in the Western Conference over these next six, seven games? It's interesting because, you know, since the in-season tournament, the Pelicans have only lost three games total and they've all been by one possession. But every other game they've played, they've won, including a bunch of games by a pretty big margin. Um how much has, if at, if at all, how much has, has your perspective changed on the potential of this team over the last few weeks just based on how they started the season and then the way that they've played lately, especially much closer to full strength now? Yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, just to see this team kind of as healthy as we've seen them in in a while. Um, yeah. Obviously, Murphy is a huge, huge injury on the bench right now, but you know, just to see this team kind of working together, be as healthy as they've been in a long time has been really impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, to only have three losses since that since that in-season tournament loss to the Lakers, I think they struggled with like having double-digit leads and then just kind of giving that up, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. And that's kind of been an issue that's... Mm-hmm. They've worked on a lot, and that's kind of been resolved because these last few games, they've had double-digit leads, and they've been able to hold on to them, and they've closed out these games, and they haven't, you know, kind of just kind of, you know, lost control in the fourth quarter. So that's been really impressive, too, just the way that that was, you know, struggling to hold on to those double-digit leads was such an issue mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and that's kind of been something that they focused on and worked on, and, and that's improved 
Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think just them being healthy, it kind of shows you more and more what this team can do and what this team can be, um, you know, and, and just for them to, I think those, the win over the Jazz and the win over the Lakers was just really the two games where you're like, okay, this, this, it's kind of turning around. We're kind of doing a 180 here. Um, because the Jazz have just always been so hard for the Pelicans to beat. They, they've just kind yeah. of been that mismatch for the Pelicans. I don't think they, since the start of last season, they hadn't beat the Jazz till that game. Right. Um, yep. The way they responded to that 44 point loss to the Lakers. I mean, truly, and I tweeted that, that that's just kind of the NBA, right? You lose the Lakers by 44 points, you beat them the next time by 20, the next time you play them. And so that's kind of the NBA, but it's all about how you respond. And I think the Pelicans have responded well to some early season struggles, adversity, um, and they're just really finding a rhythm. I mean, you look last night, uh, every starter in double figures, and the no starters over 20 points, but they were still able to just dominate that game, and it was never truly a close game. Um, So I think that's one of the most impressive things, too. So, yeah, I mean, I think as this team kind of continues to be healthy, stay healthy, um, they can make some noise in the Western Conference. I don't think they're done climbing at all. Yeah, I, that's what I'm curious about because I do think it, it's starting to feel a little bit different. I think they're a better team this year despite not having as many wins than they were last year. Yeah. They can withstand injuries. Jim and I talk about that all the time, seeing that next step. It, it really comes down, Madeline, I guess the difference, and you've seen it from covering teams that before they went to Omaha, right, with Jay Johnson, before you saw Kim move forward with LSU basketball, before Willie Green with Michael Pratt and Tulane went to the Cotton Bowl. It, it's it's that feeling of, can they compete? Can they win? And then that last step is, can they believe it in themselves? And once they do, we saw it with the football team in Uptown. They said a year before, we're going to win it all, right? I mean, you kind of saw it with LSU baseball. That, that was the goal. Everyone knew going into it, they were going to do that. I'm starting to kind of feel that belief here. And that's something that Jim and I talked about in the opening segment. The last two wins to make sure you had a good home win here. Um, they were led by veterans. C.J. McCollum came out in that Utah game and said, we're not losing. The way mm-hmm. they started against the Lakers, veteran-led team with C.J., Larry Nance, the one before that was I was trying to get to. But mm-hmm. that that's the thing. You're starting to get the sense and feel that if they if they want it, if they show up and play, if they play the defense holding the Nets to, what, 10 points or something like that, it felt like in the game, um, That that's the difference then – where in the last two seasons, Madeline, you're doing a show, you're going through the highlights, Zion's hurt, B.I.'s not playing, Trey's not playing, who's going to score, where are the threes coming from? It's going to be a struggle to beat the Nets. That that wasn't the case. So that's where I see the differences in the last two years. Yeah, and look, I think even in the last two years, we've, we've known this team is talented. We've known they've had a talented roster from top to bottom. The depth on this team is off the charts. But I think the biggest thing this year, and I'll go back to consistency, eight and two over these last 10 games, they're starting to kind of develop consistency because it's one thing to kind of show flashes of greatness and be the number one seed in December. But can you kind of be close to the top toward the end of the season, which is when you want to be there. And I know Zion, I think mentioned that um, before the season at the very first press conference, he was like, you know, it's great to be number one in December, but the most important thing is to be number one at the end of the year. Um, and so I think that's kind of the most important thing, too. And, and Gus, like you mentioned, the teams, LSU baseball, LSU women's basketball, Tulane. What was most important about those teams is they were consistent and they hit their stride at the perfect time. Yeah. I mean, LSU women's basketball played their best basketball at the Final Four, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Um, 
LSU baseball, I mean, they were number one for a large part of the season, but, you know, they went into Omaha as the two seed, but then they played some of their best baseball. They just put together games that, hey, you know, like basketball, if they needed more so of their defense, you know, they used more, you know, they, oops, there we go. They kind of, you know, focused more on their defense, you know, LSU basketball, if that's what the game called for. And so I think, you know, the most important thing is just, hitting its stride when it matters most, you know, and, and developing consistency before then. And so I think that's kind of, again, what these next few weeks are going to show us about this team. Yep, no doubt. Madeline Adams, Fox 8 TV. Jim, it's going to be fun uh, being partners with Fox 8, obviously. I, look, I, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. More importantly, I am going to make sure that we get some sort of basketball <laughs> challenge because I think Madeline's going to smoke one. It's, I really do. I really do. I, I definitely think you're the youngest of us. So, I mean, you know, that is very I'm true. Confidence, guys. I appreciate your. Co- I have not shot a basketball in probably like a decade, but you know what? I'll start practicing. We'll make it work. Um, but I would love to play in that Pell's media media basketball game. And and yeah, we're just so excited. We've got some some fun things in the works too when it comes to just pumping out more more Pell's content on Fox Eight, uh, especially for that first game against the Nuggets. So we are just so excited and and can't wait for these ten games. Look, I can vouch in that last Saints media game that was in two years ago. She picked off a pass in front of me, and I might have mm. accidentally, you know, I don't know, run into her a little, little hard. Mm. I bounced off of Madeline. So, I mean, that's, that's, I'm just telling you, she's got no fear on that. So, I can't, you know, since then, I've yet to step back onto that football field. I'm done. My playing days I- are over. I took a break from the from the Saints flag football game this year. So, we're going to we're gonna see what happens next year. But, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I if we could have a, an, a soccer game, I know we don't have a professional soccer team here, but that's really yeah. where I think um, I would have the most potential. I played soccer for like 13 years. So otherwise, yikes, it's, it's going to be a big question mark for me. We'll have to see. Jim wants to do a media <laughs> foosball tournament. Jim's mean. I know that's mean. That too. Yeah. yeah they're, big, they're big into soccer and, and Juan <laughs> still plays soccer. So, uh, you know, and, and Sean's so athletic. I'm sure he could, he could, play soccer too so yeah if we could if we could have like a, a soccer uh match here you know that'd be fun but we'll see you know my confidence in you as an athlete definitely skyrocketed rocketed when i just found out that you sent gus into football retirement yeah seriously so i was done that's that's it's over with put that on the resume my knee and my left heel are still hurting from that game so <laughs> i'm so I just had to, I had to get that pick, you know, and, and, but look, you, you knocked me down too. I was kind of, sh- I was kind of a little shaken up after that. So you're, <laughs> you don't doubt your strength, Gus. Okay. That, That's awesome. Well, so, you know, but that was so much fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can both play in, in next year's. Yeah, we, for we, sure. I, I, I will start training for that. That's the thing. We actually <laughs> have to train to get ready for that. At Madeline Adams TV is the way to follow on X and on Twitter. As always appreciate the time. Friday, January 12th, game one of the 10-game stretch. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me and looking forward to those 10 games. Can't wait. Our thanks to Madeline Adams for joining us, Jim. Always a pleasure to hear from Madeline. Now I'm a little nervous now. I mean, I didn't realize it's the media game for football. The media game for basketball is now going to turn into like the Olympics. She wants all the sports. Soccer, (laughs) you want foosball. We'll do swimming. You know, water polo, whatever. The only the only problem I have with that is I feel like a lot of the media members, and I'll put myself in this boat. We need more recovery time than than I think we can. I don't know if we can have six or seven events a year. I think that's just just too too short of an off season between between sporting events. Or you just you're gonna have to do it like a team. You know, like in all our the the famous uh, fun. 
uh, comedy movies that always deal with, you know, going back to college or starting fraternities and stuff, uh-huh. you, you ha- you're just going to have to, you know, choose. You're going to have to have a team, and then certain people are going to have to play certain sports. Right. Like, you don't want me playing soccer. <laughs> I will watch. Me I either. will have no problem watching y'all mm-hmm. soccer. I'll, I'll hoop. You know, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> so we'll, we can do that. But that's always fun. All right, look. Th- Tonight, Minnesota, it's, it's a big game against the T-Wolves. A, they're atop the Western Conference. B, they're very good. And in the games in the meetings so far this season, which is remarkable, they've already played three times. 122-101 mm-hmm. on November 8th. On November 18th, 121-120. Heartbreaker here at the Smoothie King Center. Then the Pelicans get the win, 121-107 earlier in December on the 11th. So, Jim, by my math, two games to one, T-Wolves. You win this one, you at least even the series there, and they don't win it. Not saying that it could come down to that, but you always want that. And that's just a tough place for the Pelicans to play. I'm trying to think the last time they won up there. Yeah, and the T-Wolves are 14-1 and at home this season. So, I mean, they've proven over and over again this year that you know, Sacramento's the only team that's won a game in the target center. So um, I think one of the things, you know, I'm, I think you could say this a, about a lot of matchups, but one of the things that stands out to me about the three-game season series so far is um, the game that the Pelicans were blown out. They lost by 21. They shot 8 for 28 from three-point range, which is only 29%. In the game that they won by 14, they shot well. In the game, they only lost by a point. They shot over 40% on threes as well. So um, can they carry that over to from the last couple games? I mean, they've made 33 combined three-pointers against the Lakers and the Nets these last two games, which is tied for the most that they've had in any two-game span. So it seems like that's something that they're going to have to have to be able to beat the Timberwolves, especially in Minnesota. But also um, they had Pelicans had 19 total steals and blocks against Brooklyn last night which is the most they've had in a game since December 4th at Sacramento, which we all remember was the in-season tournament quarterfinal win. So um, I think those are a couple of things. If the, They just need to be able to carry over to the road some of the stuff that they've done at home the last couple of games. But the good news is that really before this five-game homestand, I think the Pelicans had been playing their best on the road of the entire season. I think what's key to jamming the three wins here at home, they were all led, and you heard it by Willie Green yesterday. The very first thing he talked about when Graf asked him, hey, how about the win? He goes, it starts with our defense. Mm-hmm. They've been playing pretty good defense. And again, I know the Nets are the Nets, but you're still holding an NBA team to that. It means you're still playing defense. It's about the rebounding. When I think of this team, you got bigs down low and go bear in towns. I mean, Anthony Edwards is Anthony Edwards, but to me, what I'm just I'm thinking right now, the key I got they got a board, got to somehow get mm-hmm. boards, stay out of foul trouble, attack. I'd love to see them get into foul trouble. I believe when the Pels have success against Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns is in foul trouble. Yeah. Anthony Edwards maybe has an off night. You mm-hmm. just a player like him, you're not going to stop. You just you hope that he has an off night. Right. I mean, that's Make how him I take tough shots. Basically. I mean, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just kind of is. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, 71 points last night. I mean that. A guy like that, he's just capable. You know, hopefully when he plays you, he doesn't play. Like, right. you know, when the Pels played him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's how it works. So that, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. I think it would be massive, massive, Jim, especially when you have the Clippers who are uber hot. They don't look anything like the Clippers team that New Orleans beat in L.A. Uh, a, a while back to start the season. So it's a tough stretch, man. It really is. And, you know, it's interesting that the way that it lines up, especially with these next three games, Pelicans are in sixth place 
in the Western Conference right now. Um, but over these next three games, they're playing three of the five teams that are ahead of them in the standings. So, I mean, you've got the, the Timberwolves have the best record in the Western Conference right now. Um, the Kings are fifth. And then in between, the Clippers are fourth. So that's an interesting. This is definitely kind of a gauntlet, a, a, a series of tests that the Pelicans are going to have over the next few days. Um, you know, like you mentioned, too, I, I've been looking up a lot of things as far as where the Pelicans rank since the end of the in-season tournament. And really, um, they're second in the league in rebounding percentage. So that has improved a ton since, you know, we talked about that as was a sporadic problem earlier in the season. And there's a bunch of categories, too, where the Pelicans are second in the league. It's really the since this in-season tournament, including defense, um, obviously it helps when you hold Brooklyn to 85 points like that. But really the Philadelphia 76ers are the only thing keeping the Pelicans from being number one in the league in a bunch of different categories since the in-season tournament ended. Mm-hmm. And part of that is no disrespect to the Sixers, but their schedule has been complete with a bunch of teams at the bottom of the East. So... This has just been impressive that the Pelicans have won eight out of their last 11 games and have been so good in so many different areas. All right, let's get Western Conference Wednesday. What's our topic? Yes, the the team of the week last week, and you know what, Gus? I feel like I'm on a little bit of a roll lately oh because I picked the Mavericks last Wednesday, and I said at the time, you know, maybe we'll see a little shakeup in the standings. Maybe we'll see the Pelicans surpass them. And honestly, that's exactly what happened. The Pelicans are now a game ahead of the Mavericks. Um, I think they were one and a half or two behind them going into last week. Mavericks lost by three at home to the Cavs, who were super shorthanded, so that was surprising. Mm-hmm. They lost by eight at Minnesota, lost or beat Golden State by 10 there, and then lost by 37 at Utah. So the Mavericks are definitely trending down. That was a It was a very rough week for them to only go one and three against, you know, kind of a so-so schedule. Um, this week's team to watch in the West, I'm going to go back to the well a little bit from a couple weeks ago. It's going to be the L.A. Clippers. Um, the Clippers are only one game ahead of the Pelicans. The Clippers are 20-12. and 12, But part of the reason I picked them, in addition to Friday's game here in the Smoothie King Center where the Clippers are becoming here, they have two games against Phoenix, which the Suns have started to get really hot. I think some of that is a little bit schedule-related, but also right. getting Bradley Beal back. And then the other game the Clippers have is a quote-unquote road game against the Lakers. So two games against the Suns one game against the Lakers, and then the Friday game against the Pelicans. Same thing with Dallas. I'm curious to see, can the Pelicans over this next stretch surpass the Clippers in the standings? Obviously, going a long way toward that direction would be beating them head-to-head on Friday, and you're already 1-0 and against the Clippers. So, again, season series, that would be huge to be able to get another win against the Clippers. I think they play them four times this year, So, but if you can get up 2-0, you're, you're almost there as far as the tiebreaker. Yeah, it would be big. And again, all of this is going to set up for what I think is one of the most important starts to a calendar year. And I understand there's a lot more basketball to go. I, mm-hmm. I totally get that. Yes. But, you know, Matlin brought it up in, in our conversation with her as well in that January, Willie Green said it yesterday, was kind of, it, the season kind of got a little away from you a little bit, right? I mean, in that, that 10 game loose, all that. And I'm not saying that that's what's coming and you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. But when you look around you, immediately to open up the season. I think it, it, you can take that next step of, okay, if you can, these six games, I'll add Minnesota at seven. I, man, if four and three, I'd be great. Five and sure. two, I am high-fiving you. You know what I'm, I'm just saying? I just, <laughs> yeah. But if I can just be above 500, it puts you in a position where 
you didn't even feel it was a wave that crashed over the bow. You know what I'm saying? You don't mm-hmm. feel the ship's not sinking. Right. There's there's no you're not taking on water. Mm-hmm. It's normal. You're playing 500 through that very key stretch, and now you can just focus on the rest of the basketball because the schedule. And we saw it towards the end of December, kind of allowed you to get some more wins. Next seven games, I mean, it, it's they're all playoff teams. They, they're all first round playoff teams. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see, let's see where you are. And, and by the way, too, if we were going to someone on the outside was going to pick a Western Conference team to watch. It might be for the month of January. It might be the Pelicans because, as John Schumann of NBA.com pointed out, they have the toughest schedule in the league in January based on yeah, opponent winning percentage. So, I didn't even mention the back-to-backs because we're going to go back to them. Yep. Yeah, I mean, believe ones. me, you and I yep. felt that we don't even play. But starting <laughs> yep. here, here we go again. We're about to – not this weekend – but mm-hmm. after that, it's back to back to back weekends. So right. you know, Fridays, Saturdays, th- those things, those things, you know, add up a little bit. So I'm with you, Jim. If we could somehow get a have a 500 or better January, mm-hmm. I think the Pelicans will be in a good spot to make sure to stay in that six spot or above. I, I almost feel like this month, hey, just it's going to be a battle every game. It, the schedule's not easy. The 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 timing is not easy. Just mm-hmm. get through it. It's going to be fun, though. You know, when the schedule came out in August, I remember saying that one of the things that's going to be exciting about this season is just the number of matchups that you look forward to in the Western Conference. So um, that's I mean, there's so many interesting games coming up, whether you talk about that five game road trip where there's two games in a row against Dallas. Um, There's a back to back in Dallas. There's a back to back in Milwaukee at the end of January. So, I mean, very challenging setup of the schedule. But um, I feel the good thing is I feel so much more confident right now going into this stretch than if this stretch had been the case in November based on where the team was when they start out four and six and they had numerous key contributors who were still sidelined by injury. They're in much better position right now, I think, to attack this collection of opponents that they have coming up over the next few weeks. Yep, no doubt. Jim Eikenhofer, as always, appreciate the time, sir. Likewise, Gus. Good to uh, good to be here, and I guess we will be back in a couple days and talking Timberwolves, and and then get looking forward to the Clippers game. Yeah, Clippers game, and then Sacramento that game on Sunday to start the first of five straight on the road. Give him a follow of our next Twitter at Jim underscore Eichenhoff, and of course Pelicans.com. Our thanks again to Madeline Adams, and again, big, 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 big news. That's so cool. Ten games are going to be aired over great television here in New Orleans locally. That's Fox Eight. So Madeline, Juan, Sean. The entire crew, including Garland, going to be giving you more Pels coverage. And maybe Jim Eikenhofer can find his way onto the TV set. Have you been over there? <laughs> I'll leave that to you, Gus. Uh, I no? think you have more of the uh, the TV persona and the face for TV. I'm more of a face for podcasting and radio. tell you something. They can do wonders with Photoshop. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you can do it all the Video editing. shopping. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah. What they'll do is we're like, Jim Eikenhofer's here and we'll cut straight to highlights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll hear Perfect. You. We'll hear your Perfect. voice. But... Yes. We won't ever see. (laughs) We can work on that. I promise. Hey, thanks for tuning us in. Don't forget, follow the show and like it as well so you'll know exactly when a brand new Pelicans podcast pops up as well. I'm Gus Cattengale. That's Jim Eikenhofer. Thanks for tuning us in. We'll see you Friday on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or where you get your podcast. And be sure to give Jim and Gus a follow on X at Jim 
underscore Eichenhofer and GCAT underscore 17. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.